Hello and welcome. This week we're talking about the Arch Sage. Uh, I don't know why I want to <laughs> say Arch. Can't even say it. <laughs> shush, 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 shush. Hello and welcome. This week we're going to talk about the Arc Age Beta, a Korean MMO being adapted for Western audiences. We got our hands on that, so we're going to go talk about that. We're going to talk about what happened at Comic Con and all the stuff that was revealed. And finally, we're going to go ahead and review Legend of Korra Episode 9. So, this is Avalon Petting Podcast. Come pod with us. And I forgot to say my name. My name's Steven. I'm Brian. Hello, everybody. <laughs> And Steve is definitely uh, we'll not get... poorly reading a script. Yeah, we'll get this intro solid, you know, a few after a few more times of doing this thing. Eventually. So we're yeah. gonna get started with uh, our Kickstarter of the week, and this week Brian is the one that picked it, and I have no idea what it is. So, yeah, so... go ahead and uh, enlighten me. Go... Should I click the link, yes. or should you just start well, explaining it? Well, let's put it this way: imagine, if you mm -hmm. will, that you're me, and okay. man, I suck. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and. <laughs> I only have this laptop with me, uh -huh. and frequently we are doing things that you guys take for granted, like having something up in a tab on another monitor or whatever that I just can't be doing because I have to tap right. out of everything. Right. And it, it's the solution for that would be to get another monitor and put it on a table in front of me with the laptop mm -hmm. so I could plug it in and have a second monitor, just the way it would work with a desktop, but... Mm -hmm. It's a laptop, and that's not always the most convenient thing in the world. So, click the link. Okay. Packed Pixels, an extra monitor for your laptop. That's exactly okay. what it is. It is a little plug-and-play monitor that comes with a strap that goes on the back of your laptop's monitor. And then right. you just clip the second monitor to the side, and it looks like it's just been folded out of your monitor. It's just an extra little monitor. looks like someone took a tablet and... Jerry rigged it to go attach it to the side of their computer. Yeah, exactly. That's almost exactly what it is. That's probably what the original thinking was, I bet, and then they wanted to be able to attach it to a laptop. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just people who want a the functionality of multiple monitors right. being able to travel so around it, with it. Does it connect with uh, HDMI or whatever you have the, anyway? This is the rub for it. Mm -hmm. It connects via a display port. Or mm -hmm. a mini display port. However, okay. if your computer was not made between 2012 and now, you probably don't have one of these yet. Right. Which is why I'm not going to get one because I don't have a display port on this laptop. Yeah. But I can understand their thinking because the display ports are new. They're better than HDMI. It, they're going to be on all the devices soon anyway, and some, right. I mean, all of the new Windows Surface tablets have them, and the latest Asus tablets and um, computers have them, and all the mm -hmm. latest MacBooks have them, so I understand that they're, you know, it's, we're getting to that point where people are going to be buying new computers for new hardware anyway, so right. I understand their thinking behind it, but it would have been nice to have an HDMI functionality with it. So... Does it does it like fold up behind the screen so the laptop can still close or how's that? You just take it work? off, I assume. Because that'd be cool. Like you could actually like fold it backwards behind your monitor and then close the monitor like normal. I would and imagine you could just, you could just go take the because it's a laptop. Like yeah. if you're if you're if you're planning on having this whole setup that you have to take off and put on every time, then just have a monitor set up on the table and plug it in whenever you sit down. Yeah. So I I would hope that you can like close. 
the laptop's lid and fold the thing backwards and take it away and go somewhere? Or does it not talk about that? I would just, I mean, I, I can see how you would be able to do it if you were ta- to take the clamp off of this mm-hmm. and just put it on the face of the laptop right. and then just fold the this new screen over it that way. It might work. I don't know. Um, yeah. But you're right. That's one of the advantages, just being able to flip it closed and run. Right. Sort of thing. Because then otherwise, then you're spending your money on something, you could just get a monitor and just you know leave it there all the time. Yeah, but that implies that you're staying in one space right, the whole right. time. I mean, not being able to flip it closed and run is, isn't ideal for people that have to move frequently between different things, but people who take their computers to work with them or, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, end up giving presentations with their laptops. Yeah. This could be really good because one of the functionalities is that you can just flip the screen around and right. your presentation can be on the mini screen and people looking at it while you're controlling it normally on your screen. Gotcha. So I see that it has a goal of 165,000, which seems a little high for a tiny monitor. Yeah. Like, why on earth do they need that much? It's not a tablet. They're not trying to design a tablet. It's literally just a small monitor. Now, like unlike, I don't understand that price. Unlike a lot of Kickstarters, the mm-hmm. this product is a little more finalized. They had original backers already and investors already. A lot okay. of this money is going towards a bigger production of this okay. product. Right, because not no one makes small monitors like that. So right, you have to kind of go completely from scratch. Exactly. I guess yeah, I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So the uh final product manufacturing date will be February twenty fifteen if you are interested in investing in this. Which I think right. that's what essentially Kickstarter is. It's an investment. Right. So and if I had a laptop I might be more interested, but if in your case though, well, I think still in your case, since you are a photographer, having an actual second monitor would make more sense for you. Uh trust me, if I if I had the money, it would be yeah. full you know, Samsung Retina displays, right, right, twenty-seven inch <laughs> monitors at all over the place, like in the bathroom, in the kitchen, everywhere. Yeah, but so yeah. how much is this thing supposed to cost? Well, according to the Kickstarter, you can if you pledge a hundred and twenty euros, so that's mm-hmm. like two hundred eighty dollars ish, uh, yeah, USD. You get, that's your first, that's the first price point for getting one. But they don't have like an actual. Not yet, like and it's cost, hard to consumer. Yeah, price. I mean a lot. So of, I, would, I would imagine you'd want something like that under a hundred dollars, because it is just ultimately a screen and does nothing else. Yeah, I I can see I I understand that reasoning. Yeah, and it's not even as big as the original monitor either. It's just mostly there for second monitor using. So I don't. Yeah, I know I wouldn't pay more than a hundred bucks for it. You know, but you said one hundred twenty. 120 euros yeah yeah oh yeah that's right so who knows i i I hope that it's ends up their final price is under 100 us dollars but that's cool though still it's 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 a good idea i'm surprised someone never came up with it sooner i mean laptops have been around for a long time yeah my only uh concern about this is how relevant relevant it's going to be with Mm. all of the tablet pc combos that are right you know and who even gets laptops like this anymore? If anyone gets a laptop, it's usually one of the smaller ones, yeah. like um, a netbook or something like that. 
but otherwise they just go either straight tablet or get like a you know a laptop that sits there all the time and never actually moves so it's very rare nowadays to see someone with a laptop that actually is using it the way you would use a laptop and bringing it from place to place yeah it's not as it's not as widespread as normal, so I wonder I, I wonder how well it'll do in the upcoming years. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I'm you know, I'm just coming out of an art school and mm-hmm. using a laptop as a laptop was intended to be used is really common right. for that. Yeah, sort in of schools thing. for sure. Yeah, I could definitely see us being used in schools more than anywhere else. Yeah, and maybe like a high traffic office workplace. Right. Where you're you're And it could be interesting yeah. too if you can take it off and still use it. So you can actually have it in front of you while having your mouse or something scrolling through something, like right in front of your face for reading purposes or something. Oh, I don't know. So it's almost like having a tablet because it's still connected to your computer. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It'd be cool if they could make it wireless. Well, if it was wireless and able to attach to your computer, it would be pretty much a tablet. Yeah, the problem with it being wireless is that you have to deal with office or school or airport or whatever wi-fi right so it'd have to be maybe bluetooth which is still a decent range it it is a decent range the problem with bluetooth is that it's open you know right yeah no it's not the safest thing to do so yeah well cool yeah this thing's this thing looks pretty interesting they'll see be interesting to see where they end up going and how they end up doing right now though that says 23 days left it was put up august 27th so it's not that good. Like they're they're not they're not like a lot of people who get the money right away. So they could reach their goal, but they have a long way to go. Yeah, definitely. A long way to go. 165 pounds, and they're only at 35,000 pounds. So they have a long way to go before they get everything they want. Yep. Well, cool, cool. All right. Yep. I guess we'll go ahead and move on to uh, our game of the week, which uh, this week was Arch Age. I want to keep saying Arch Age, Arch Age beta, the beta for the uh, U.S. or the the Western based consumers. Yeah. Like we said, it has been out. It's been out for a while, but it's been a Korean game, and just recently they've you know come out with the beta for the Western people and. Uh, you know some changes here and there but yeah we get to actually have it so we got to dive in there wednesday and we've been playing for about the rest of the week yeah pretty much it it took up a good chunk of our time before we get yeah. into it though uh, i want a disclaimer that i am not an mmo fan i don't play <laughs> yeah. a lot of them and i don't no. like most of them at least not the fantasy styles i think you probably get more into the uh shooting mmos yeah but... Yeah, yeah, like Planet Side was good and um Tribes right. was pretty good, but but knowing that but like the, M- the MMO style, you mean though, like uh farming and not having a solid storyline. Exactly. And things along those lines, right? That sort of stuff really bugs me. But this is a really good game. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's so much to do. So much to do. Yeah. So and many things. Some- in some respects, there's almost too much to do, especially with the crafting. Right. Oh, my God. It's so... It's not really complicated, but it's just so labor-intensive to get everything you need to craft one thing to complete a quest. Right. Uh, it makes it more realistic in that sense that they... Instead of being like, oh, you just crafted an ingot. No, you got to melt the metal down. Then you actually got to forge the ingot and whatnot. Like, it's it's 
it's it's yeah. a little bit more realistic. This than is most after games. you've mined the ore as well. Right, right. It's very, at least in terms of mining and crafting, it's very Minecraft esque in one step after another before you get to the final product. Right. Yeah. That... Uh, they got plenty to do there in terms of building your own house on your own land, boats you can build. Yeah, no, we never got to the house building aspect, unfortunately, no. but... Not yet. It's still open till tomorrow, but uh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. The um, building the boats was... While it happened way too late, once we got our boats, it was really cool. Yeah. However, I think I'm happier with the gliders than I am yeah, with the Yeah, the gliders boats. are more fun. Boats would be good on the ocean. I think once yeah. you're actually able to make your own boat that's not just a rowboat but like a sailing boat and you get on the ocean i think it'll be a lot cooler yeah i'd love to see some sort of like hydroplane thing because they have engines in this right you know i'd love to be able to do something like that not like a speedboat sort of thing but just like a, a hydro yeah you know? yeah because they got the, the airships that have those big wind turbines on them you know you yeah. put a couple of those on a boat or whatever and yeah take off that'd be really <laughs> cool yeah, and they yeah. have airships, which are sort of a mass transportation system in the game where they are towers based around uh, different points in your maps. And yeah. you climb to the top of the tower and you just wait for an airship to come by and then you jump on and it slowly makes its way to the next one. <laughs> yeah, they make it very... Like, you actually have to explore the world. You can't just jump from place to place. You do eventually get... Like, as you go to more places, you do get those places put into a book that holds all those points, but in order to be able to teleport to them, you have to have this particular item, and so you have to like buy those, and so it's not very easy just to you know teleport over here, teleport over there. Like it actually requires some like real traveling, which makes sense because of the um, labor points, which you get yes. five labor points for every five levels, and you need those to do everything from crafting to mining and harvesting to even just opening up stuff that you get from drops yeah or getting new armor like you use it for almost everything so it makes sense that you have to have more time traveling from one spot to another to build those points up for the rest of the game yeah and one of the things we noticed while playing the game is a, a lot of people in the chat and a lot of people were complaining about the labor point system yeah but that's a Western culture being like, I want it now, now, now. It Not, is. Oh, I have to spend 20 minutes to actually get to this spot and do this and that. And in that time, I would have already gotten 20 labor points to do something else. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's yeah, it's definitely meant for more of an Eastern culture, which I I like that it's not you know give 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 like uh in Guild Wars where you once you get the points, once you get to the spot, you can teleport back whenever you want. It just costs money. Yeah, but you exactly. get that instant teleport feel, so you don't end up seeing as much as you do in this game. Yeah, no, not at all. In fact, because you, because the labor points are so important, you ha and you have to wait for them. It means you don't have to grind for them, which right. It really makes me happy because I hate grinding. That is the <laughs> most boring thing in the world. Yeah. Just to sit there. Do the yeah. same thing over and over again. But now you get to grind by letting your computer just run the game and playing some Pokemon. Exactly. <laughs> but at least I'm doing Which something. Is what we did. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Got some stuff done. It was pretty cool how playing Arcage actually allowed us to 
dive back into our Pokemon games. Is... Which we probably haven't touched in weeks. Oh yeah, no, easily. I hadn't even beaten the Elite Four yet. I mean, we both. Yeah. I mean, I I know I got the game, uh, Pokemon X when it was released, the night right. it was released, and that was a lot of fun. But mm. it came to the point where I got all the badges and I got my team ready, and then I just stopped because I'm very I'm a very battle based player. Right, and, then, and otherwise you'd have to sit there and spend time leveling them, getting ready for it. And yeah. That's grinding. That could be yeah, <laughs> grinding. grinding. <laughs> yep. Not that of course, I so that's that's life in general, but yeah, it's grinding in general yeah. is always just a bore. Yeah, it's not that I don't appreciate that you need to put time into into getting a reward out of a game. Mm-hmm. However, I have to grind in real life. I don't want to do it <laughs> a lot in these games. <laughs> yeah, right. And if they can come up with some interesting mechanic that makes me grind without making me feel like I grind, then great. And if it's story-based, that's even better, because I love stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, what else do we got in there? We got, uh... Char- so we, we jump, oh. We, what do you want? Go ahead. Character creation is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I'm a big character creation oh, guy. Oh, my gosh. Character I, creation was so intensive. Oh, it was fantastic. There are four races to choose from, which is a little mm-hmm. low. I was a little disappointed with that. There might be more. I wonder if they actually have more in the Korean version. I don't know. Or if that's all there is. There is a human race, an elf race, mm-hmm. a like cat person race, and then... A teenager race. <laughs> and then like little anime girls race. Yeah. Teenager race, for sure. Yeah. They're probably they're probably like what um, halflings would be a good description for that. Yeah, but... Yeah. Halflings tend to be a little shorter... Than, yeah, you know, average. That's a good way of putting it. Riverfolk yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Very technology based. Yeah, yeah. It was cool, but and then um, you wouldn't even like looking at it initially. You would think, okay, well, the, the character creation's not that bad. There's some stuff here. There's some stuff there. But then once you notice that there's like that gear to go into more advanced options, then you there's so much more from you know adjusting the way the nose looks to the way the nose points to everything you could imagine. Yeah, which is a lot of fun, and I love character creation. The problem is you don't really see that in-game. Yeah. So it's more of an RP thing more than anything else. I imagine, else. like, with this game, since it does have first person, if you're playing with uh, Oculus, I think that's something you would probably notice more. Oh, I'm so sure be, you you'd would. You'd be more face-to-face with characters, and maybe that's maybe you know maybe that's why the character creation's in there like that, and that's maybe that's why they have first person mode. You know, like they're planning ahead for virtual reality uh, and giving all those maybe. options. Maybe, but maybe. this game is old. True, older than True. the Oculus Rift. Yeah, it is. So, well, not this version anyway, but yeah, the original. Right, the original. So it might be something yeah. they added in with that in mind, but right. Definitely has potential, though, for virtual reality. You can't see your weapon swing while you're in first person, which is really annoying. Right, right. That's like most games, though, with the exception of uh, uh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you don't see that very many other places, though. But I imagine that'll start to catch on as virtual reality becomes more prevalent. Yeah. Now the arc- you'll have to see. Yeah. yeah, the Arc Age people have said there are going to be some more betas, and... It's free to sign up to get a code, 
but what we found the best way to get one is to watch their social networks on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Because they, through other parties as well, give away beta codes. And mm-hmm. if you can snatch one up, then you're in the next beta event. If not, well, yep. you just got to wait. But yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, I think if you're a fan of MMOs, and especially more of a Guild Wars-style MMO rather than, say, Star Wars, The Old Republic. And one, I would also say it's a mixture, too, of EverQuest, if you've ever played Ever- yeah. EverQuest or EverQuest 2. It has a lot of elements of that as well. Yeah, go check it out. We're not too sure on the pricing yet because they're not too sure on the pricing yeah. yet. Uh, I'm hoping it's a free-to-play, but we've also heard and read things that might be a Eastern-based thing where you pay, uh, what was it, like a, a certain amount of cents per day or something or per week. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, if you play, or per hour of gameplay or something. So ultimately, ultimately, if you were like a hardcore gamer that played all the time, you would only be paying maybe eight bucks, ten bucks a month. Yeah, which I'm I'm more fine with than a... Uh standard flat rate wow style subscription 15 bucks a month because yeah yeah, because if it's like that i'm just not gonna play yeah flat out i mean it's almost it's almost worth it though in terms of being able to actually build your own house not you know you can design it and you can make your own farm like it's it's very once you have the land it's very much about you know what you want to build not as much as minecraft or something like that but yeah and then build your own boat too like to build a big ass sailing boat and go out into the ocean or like there's there's a lot of options to really like you don't even have to quest and actually play the game you can just screw around building stuff and farming or working with animals and stuff so you there's a lot of ways you can go in this game yeah definitely if they even have a what was it a, a backpack like a merchant backpack that I guess allows you to be able to go around and actually trade with people or something like a trading backpack or something yeah it was weird. I don't, I don't know how that works, but the idea of, you know, being able to just go out into the world with a trading pack and people can like trade with you on the road or something, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. It'll be interesting to see how this develops. Yeah. There is a way for you as to, the betas come out. Yeah, and there is a way for you to buy your way into the beta. You can buy different founders yeah. packs for different amounts of money and you get special yep. different things for it. And it depends. Some of it's worth it too, really. If you look into it and you know you're going to play it later on, then some of it could definitely be worth it. Oh yeah, because I would love but one of those awesome gliders. I would still say wait until you find out how the pricing is going to work and stuff. Yeah, definitely. If, it, if it's free to play, then the Founders Pack might be a really good thing to get. If it's not free to play, you know, it depends on you know what the prices are and stuff. And how much you think you're going to play. Right. How yeah? How many hours you're going to put into it? How long you'll actually play it for till you give up? That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what else is there about Arch? Archage. <laughs> Archage. Oh my gosh, that CH is killing me. <laughs> it's the uh, E so, that's screwing with you. Yeah. Um what the um the gameplay, the actual combat was it was it was good. I I, I didn't notice anything yeah. too much different than in any you know, most other games. Yeah, it was just like every other MMO, I'm guessing. However, yeah. if fortunately there is an option that changes, but by default when you get in there you have to target your enemy by clicking right on in order to or use, use tab right in order to use your move you can mm-hmm. disable that which i did right away but if you couldn't mm-hmm. i wouldn't be playing because that yeah. is just one of the stupid little things that gets me 
enraged yeah. with a game. Because you're not going to be, yeah, yeah. And the nice thing is, is and, and, you know, there's that setting in there that makes it to where you can, you know, if you're close enough to something and you hit your melee attack, then it'll start to attack it as long as you're close enough to something. It doesn't even yeah. matter if you're selected on or not. So it, it's very good. Like I was, I was on my uh, warrior character and it's got this like um, lunge attack. So he does like a jump in the air and lunges like a good six, ten feet, and then like you know takes the sword and lands it into the monster. As long as I'm close enough for that attack to move, I can use it on whatever's closest to me without even having to select them. So it's not just right next to it. There's ways to be able to do it while still being kind of far away. Right. However. So it's very good. While it is good, I would Mm -hmm. rather see a Guild Wars style. You can use any ability at any time and it will just attack what it attacks. And there might be, they might be adding a setting like that. It's just, this is still beta. So there's no no way to know if they're going to add in an auto attack feature or not or not. Right. But. Yeah, at least there's something, right? At least it's not just like a yeah, yeah. If, the Star Wars yeah, game. Yeah, Star Wars. If it was just like Star Wars, I would not have been playing the beta because yeah, I the, didn't play Star Republic, Wars because right? of it. Yeah. Yeah. You you had to select the creature. You couldn't do anything else, and it was awful. I mean, unless you're used to using Tab. So if you're WoW players, you're used to using Tab. If you're EverQuest players, you're not used to using Tab. So it's definitely... You have to always select it and it's just that's not how it is in any kind of real life situation you just swing at something and it hits them that's how it should be yeah exactly but with magic and things along those lines it's it's difficult but hey virtual reality will fix that yeah hopefully with a good virtual reality system you just look at something aim your hand at them and do whatever you need to do it'd be kind of cool yeah It'll make targeting and like uh, even gun games, it'll make it to where you actually have to use some kind of skill instead of just pointing in the general yeah, direction. Yeah, skill, <laughs> skill will be an interesting thing. I think they might do more of a a GTA system where if you get it's close enough, helps you a there's an auto lock, yeah. you know? Right. So. But it's not going to be like, oh, you can just shoot a foot away from the person and hit them. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> that would be dumb. Yeah, it would be. So, let's see. Combat. We talked about the housing a little bit. And the crafting. Is there anything else we want to mention? We can go into crafting. We didn't get a lot into crafting because it takes a little bit of work oh, with the uh, labor points. Yeah. And the little... Especially depending on what you want to do. And, if it's easy, yeah. it's not too bad, but... Even if it's... And there's certain things like... Moderately yeah, difficult. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And then it just with sits armor. there in your quest log on the side of the screen, right. nagging you to do it forever. Just do me, do me, do me. Like, no, you're too <laughs> difficult. I will not. Yeah, I wanted to try to make some armor. And armor's trickier because you have to have the certain stone to craft armor. And I think it's different for weapons, but there's like a sunstone. It's not a sunstone. It's called something else. But you got like a sunstone and you got like the moonstone. And in order to get, or it's like dust, actually. In order to get the moon dust, you have to have like a green weapon or something something a higher tier weapon or armor that you're not using anymore and you have to use a special skill or stone to pull the like leftovers like all the parts that went into making it out of it into your inventory and then you would get the dust that way but for the moon dust it has to be at night for the sun dust it has to be during the day and the day night cycle is a good few hours in between each cycle so oh, yeah definitely it's for certain things, you could definitely be waiting around for a while, which again comes around to the labor points building up while you're doing nothing or out fighting stuff or, yep. you know, playing Pokemon while your game yep. runs. Playing Pokemon. 
So and we don't know if yeah. this is going to be in the release version, but there were a lot of ways to cheat the labor system points. Oh, like yeah, um, it's even when it says you're away, you'll just be away forever. Like you never get kicked. I imagine because of the fact that labor points are like that, that they might not put a feature like that in where it auto kicks you. But if they do, I have a feeling it's probably going to be a very high threshold. Like you could be on for like two hours, AFK before it finally kicks you. Right. But you know that's why you know if you're like most people who you know play games, you know you're playing the game, you're like, all right, now I got nothing to do, I'm just going to wait here. You go over to your second monitor, you minimize it, and you watch some videos. You go back and check every once in a while, maybe move your character. So it's it's a good game for multitasking. When it comes to like videos or other oh, games yeah. or things like that nature, and hey, I managed, I managed be to good be good Elite Four with it, so yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get on to our main topic. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened during Comic Con this last weekend. Yeah, specifically uh, the, the reveals and releases out. and stuff. Yeah, all the trailers that came out and news and all that good stuff. So, what do we want to talk about first? Well. We can talk about the one that we don't want to talk about, and that is Ant Man. Oh, There's I still don't Ant-Man understand movie. what Ant Man is. Like he, so he can. He's a he's a normal guy. Like uh, what the, what's his name? Adam something. Yeah, he's just like the Adam in the DC universe. Yeah, the Adam. He that's can it. make I himself it was small. Else, the Adam. But unlike the Adam, I guess he can only become that. Ant size, or I don't there's know. an in between. I don't know. I don't pay much attention. We were talking to about this, like Marvel heroes. You, but... you say he rides an ant. Yeah, he rides fly. an ant. But it, what I don't get is, if he's able to go to the in between stages, then why do you need the ant for? You can just get the size of the ants are slightly bigger and just walk. Well, the ant. Can but you fly. were saying that's a queen bee, so it can fly. So yeah. that makes a difference. So I guess he has a connection with ants too, along with being able to get smaller. I don't know. There are like the other characters in the series are that way. insect based as well. They're like there's wasp and bumblebee and stuff right. in there. It's like uh, right. Because uh, is... yeah, when it comes to ants, they follow a trail. Like they don't like it's very rare that they go off on their own. And when they do, it's in search for a very specific thing. So yeah, I imagine it'd be difficult to control an ant unless you have some kind of bond with it. Yeah, definitely. And it'd have to be your ant. Like, you can't just find a queen ant whenever you go small. Like, it has to be something that's always with you yeah. in your pocket or something. Like, how does that work? You have to treat it like a mount in an MMO. Like, in Arkham, right. there are plenty it just of mounts comes out to choose from, and you, it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get it, Marvel. What are you doing? Why is Ant-Man yeah. important? It's like the tick. Who cares? And everyone's super excited about it, too, which I, I don't understand. Like, why is, like, I get, it's it's a Marvel movie through the Marvel studio. It's probably going to be amazing, even though, it, you know, it's a stupid Ant-Man thing. They're probably <laughs> going to make it so you, no matter who you are, you're going to be like, that was fucking awesome. I love Ant-Man. Yeah, but it's But just... that aside, why? Yeah. Ugh, There's this... so many more Marvel characters that you could do. See, you're yeah. doing them. I just, it's you, like, what Ant-Man? are you doing? Why are you doing this? See, this is why I like DC. But just pick the, ugh. No, Marvel, stop. <laughs> you do not need to be producing so many movies. <laughs> well, again, I'm okay with it, because they're all good. But Ant-Man? I mean, I guess what? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of people weren't sure about. And apparently, it's fu- everyone loves it. Everyone's watching. Everyone's yeah. talking about it. Every, all the reviews are amazing. Like, I gotta go see this movie. Yeah. I have to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. I should go so see it, maybe, too. So maybe... 
Yeah, maybe Ant-Man will be good. I don't know. Maybe we'll fucking love Ant-Man at the end of the day. (laughs) I don't know. We'll be like Team Ant-Man all the way, you know? (laughs) I don't know. Ant-Man, I'm willing to give you a try, but if you are anything like the Tick, I am dropping you so fast. (laughs) Hey, the Tick was awesome. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't remember. I barely remember the Tick. Oh, man. Good times. So what else was done up there? Speaking Um, of Guardians of the Galaxy... Of yeah, course, this Guardians happened last weekend, and Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. came out on Friday. Right. And so we could talk about the reviews then. The reviews have been fucking astounding. They have, but one of the things that was revealed at Comic-Con is they already have a date for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It two. will be yeah, released yeah. July 2017. Yeah. They're planning so, that far into the future. I mean, they didn't even know it was going to be a good movie, and they already had a right. sequel planned out. Well, I remember... And I remember reading this somewhere, but it makes sense that they're playing so far ahead because they have to merge all these galaxies together. And if they don't have a plan at least five years in the future, then it's hard to be like, all right, this has got to happen in this movie for the next movie to have this. And this has to happen in this movie for the next movie to have this element. So they Uh. really have to think far ahead. And in terms of Guardians of the Galaxy, if they're planning on having that you know, ultimate combination of the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, the, those guys, Fantastic and maybe Four, even the some X-Men, other people, Ant-Man, right. Spider-Man. They have to think really far ahead, even as far ahead as the Guardians of the Galaxy, and, you know, have those scripts already kind of laid out with what's going to happen, which maybe is a good reason why they're doing so well, because they have such had such great planning in all of these movies. Yeah... Ugh. I mean, no one else is doing this, and all their movies suck. Yeah, I DC. know, DC. Fuck. <laughs> we prefer you, but you suck right now. Seriously, get your ass together. So, I mean, hopefully the Batman v Superman thing is cool, oh which they did have a clip at Comic-Con, only lasted five seconds, but it was Who cares? Batman on the bat signal. He was in bat armor. He was looking all cool. Superman's up in the bat signal lights, just sitting there with his eyes glowing wet, like apparently they're about to try to kick each other's ass, I'm guessing. Or they're just, you know, being tough. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, they better what? not just be trying to be tough. And, like, Superman lands. He's like, brah. And Batman's like, brah. And they just, like, hug or something. <laughs> I'd be really pissed at that. <laughs> Bro, hug. <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's maybe Superman did something because that's how it usually goes. Oh, yeah. No, Superman, Superman's, Superman's the... Of course he did something. Right. No, sorry, Batman. No, Batman probably does something where you know, because Batman doesn't really follow the law like Superman is. He's not a Boy Scout, so Batman I think probably ends up doing something that pisses off Superman because it's in his town or something. No, I think so. It's... He has to be like, "Screw you, Superman! You're just a vigilante, rich boy. I'm the fucking real hero." No, I think that we have a damaged Superman after the end of Man of yeah. Steel because he oh, killed, he Zod. killed somebody. That's yeah, so against sure the Superman character. I think he's broken, right? And Batman needs yeah. to stop him. Like, dude, you had to do it. It's like, that's what had to happen. Yeah. Like, he was going to kill his people, and he was not going to stop. There was nothing you could do about it. And I, I could see Batman coaching him through that a little bit, because he's used to that. Yeah. Not yeah. used to killing, but used to the idea. Yeah, I don't know. Or so, yeah. maybe Batman resents Superman, because Superman did kill, and that has always been against Batman's creed, you know? Right. I don't know. But that um, also sort of leads to, like, yeah. eventually, when there is a Justice League mm-hmm. in some form, 
Are we right. ever going to see Batman and the Arrow get together? Because the Arrow killed a lot of people. Right. I mean, how is he going to react to that? Right. Which is funny because back in the day with the kids WB shows that we used to watch, oh, you know, yeah. he was the, he was the one that was supposed to bring people to get, or uh, be their moral compass, so to speak. Right. Which is is like th- this Arrow that we have now is no one's moral center. Right. I mean, yes, he stopped killing people. Yeah. But. But I guess he's got, I guess it's not so much then, you know, I'm just really good at being a moral compass. It's I've learned from experience what's right and what's wrong. Maybe, but you would think Batman would have that too. Yeah, but he still doesn't kill people even if he has to. Like, he never killed the Joker, and he probably should have. Oh, yeah, no, he should have a long time ago. So, at least unlike Superman, like, Batman's still unwilling to take someone's life. Yeah. I don't know. But that's also the Nolan movies, and that's difficult to go by because those have no effect on the current universe. Yeah. He said that himself. So we want to draw from the Nolan movies, but we can't. (laughs) Which is really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, But what else do we got? We got – they showed the Wonder Woman photo. Yeah. Let's nitpick that one. That's pretty good. I'm I'm still a little worried because she she doesn't – like, I get that – you know. Where's the beefy arms? Where's the fucking where's the muscle mass? I'm not seeing right. that in her. Like she looks good. The costume looks good. She's got the right look to her, but the arms, there's like anytime you look at a Wonder Woman in any of the shows or anything, she's got she's got beefy arms. Yeah. She's buff. Like yeah, where's the buffness? Yeah, no, I, I hope get that it. this she is need... just a picture. I... I hope this is just a photo shoot of them doing it early to get people excited. Yeah, I hope she's they haven't still even working like started production stronger. Yet. Right. So I very much hope that she beefs up and at least has some nice looking arms and some muscle mass going on. Yeah. It she doesn't have be... to look like Butch, but she needs to look like she's strong. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. The Wonder Woman character might be the character we need to introduce more of the magic elements from the DC universe into the movies. Because she is an Amazon, True. she does deal with right. the gods, you know, right. and all this stuff. So yeah, maybe Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's more of a magical strength. I know that's bullshit and you hate it, but Right. Well no, it's it's like a Amazonian strength though. Like that's more of a Yeah. Like a, a DNA kind of, you know, like this is what we were bred to be kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, that that's her. Um you can find that picture pretty much anywhere right now. Just go look Wonder Woman Comic Con under images and you'll find it. So Yep. We also got well we didn't get because we weren't there but there was a small thing about uh age of ultron the next avengers movie and apparently spoiler alert by the way Hmm. the scene that they showed was all of the avengers in a room Hmm. trying to lift minler minular Minlor, in, in Milner, Min, the, hammer. the hammer, the hammer thing, Thor's hammer, <laughs> and you know Tony Stark's all cocky. He's like, so if I get it, if I if I pick this up, that makes me the the leader of Asgard, right? And Thor's like, yes, this <laughs> it means you're worthy of leading Asgard. Yes, of course he tries. It doesn't work. He gets on his Iron Man suit, tries it, doesn't work. Um, <laughs> the Hulk tries it, and it doesn't work. And well, he like moves a little bit or something. No, no, he doesn't. It doesn't work at all. The person who well, I heard can... that he actually got to like wiggle a little bit or something. That was Captain America. 
No, I heard Matt Katz and Americo actually did more than just wiggle it. Nope. No, no. Josh was the one who said that Thor was able to wiggle it because okay. of his brute strength. Right. But the story they're going with here is because Captain America is more worthy of being, you know, quote unquote Thor, he was able mm-hmm. to move it a little bit. Yeah. So. And then they finished off with, um, after the trailer, I guess, uh, the actor that, um, is playing the guy with the, uh, infinity glove or something. Yep. Came out. I, I think it's the same guy that Thanos. did, uh, Tron, right? Yes. Tron yeah, and, so. um, the giver that's coming out. I can't remember his name. Nope. Can't, can't remember his name nope. either. Yeah. He was, he's a cool actor, yeah. though. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. a good actor. He's a good bad guy. Or, yeah. you know, or good guy even. fake good guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, in The Giver, he'll be a good guy, so. Yeah. Well, he'll be like the anti, not anti-hero, but anti-establishment. So, technically, in like the idea of society, he'll be the bad guy. But, in our eyes, he'll be the good guy. Yeah. And this leads us to... Marvel's movie count. And mm, yeah. unfortunately, there are no more Marvel movies coming out this year now that Guardians of the Galaxy has been released. Right, but it's almost the end of the year anyway, so, mm. well, not almost, but. Yeah, but. It's getting there. <laughs> May 1st, next year, 2015, is the next Avengers movie, and I'm really excited for that. And mm. then July 17th is Ant Man, and then 2016 is Captain, in, on May 6th, is Captain America 3. Mm-hmm. On July 8th is an untitled picture, so we don't mm. know what it is. And mm. then in 2017, May 5th is another untitled movie that we don't know what it is. And then yep. July 28th is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And then November 2nd is another untitled. And then mm. in 2018, May 4th, July 6th, and November 2nd are all untitled. And then 2019, May 3rd, is another untitled. Right. Jesus they cannot be producing another, like, two or three Iron Man movies, can they? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, that's tricky. I guess it depends on what we see with the Avengers. That's true. That's really what we're waiting for now. We've seen all the Heroes movies come out, so now it's going to be the Avengers. Maybe one of them will be another Hulk movie, finally. Uh, that, That's you know, a good one. possibility. Well, not, well the last yeah. one wasn't bad, but... Well, eh, I would that was say Marvel, it's on par with But the that Green was Marvel's Lantern first... Movie. That was Marvel Studios' first go, the Hulk movie, yeah. and then Iron Man came out. So the another Hulk movie might be a lot better than the original. It could be, and I think yeah. I'd be willing to see it, depending on what other character they throw in, because you know right, it seems they definitely like could. every other um, Marvel movie after the Avengers sort of has little mm. cameos of other characters yeah. or major roles, like in Captain America, Black Widow was there the whole right. time. So maybe a Thor would be a good mix. Those two like fighting for some reason or something. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. I still have yet yeah. to see the second Thor movie because you cannot find it anywhere online. No. Well, legit anyways. You yeah. need to you want to find it. You want to find it other ways, but that's all different. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it legit, man. I think it's it's worth the $3 on Amazon to rent it for 48 hours, I think. Yeah, but it's not on Amazon. I would say it's worth it. It's not on Netflix. It's, oh, it's not, not on Hulu. It's not on HBO. Oh. It's nowhere. I can't find it okay. anywhere. It's come out, though, hasn't it? Yeah, you, I can buy it on Amazon if I want, but I'm not going to oh. spend $20 for a movie right. that I haven't seen yet. No, Amazon's usually pretty good about that, but yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway, 
let's wrap up. Uh, we'll go ahead and just cover a couple of other things they did. There was a new Mad Max trailer. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It looks awesome. It does look awesome, but it kind of reminds me of the game Rage a little bit. And I know that Rage is definitely Mm -hmm. stealing from the original Mad Max. Like, I understand that. Right, right. But everything, like, it looks like if you could just retitle Rage to be Mad Max the video game. (laughs) Yeah. And I would feel the same way about it. And that's kind of what the, the... trailer looked like it looks awesome mm-hmm. i cannot wait yeah. to go see that movie it, it sticks with the original styles and everything too yeah the original maybe not director but writer maybe we get another thunderdome that'd be cool yeah uh there was also a trailer they dropped for a simpsons and family guy crossover they're doing yeah. which looks like it could be it's gonna be an hour long and i guess they're supposed to be pretty much doing every single trick that both sides have in like one episode with each other i'm like okay the whole, with that. you know with the whole bird fight with um Ch- yeah Homer Peter. becomes the chicken yeah that Peter fights so yeah there's gonna be a lot of that kind of stuff so it, it'll be a lot it'll be a very fun episode to watch yeah that's for sure that'll be a lot of fun it'll also be the one Simpsons episode I have watched in years yeah <laughs> yep um we they also uh, we're talking about a second Godzilla movie that'll have like Mothra in it and stuff so that could be cool yeah that'll be interesting I feel like they're trying to hopefully take... they add a storyline. I feel like they're trying to take bad, like, Sunday night sci-fi theater ideas and putting them into movies, (laughs) trying to, you know, get them together. It's made by the same people who did um, Pacific Rim, so... Yeah, and that was a good movie. I like it. You know, it it has possibility. These movies seem like they're... You go see them because they're visually cool to see, not because they have a good storyline. But that doesn't matter so much because they are so beautiful that it's just wonderful to watch. Right. And they're um, and then also announced the as a uh, Skull Island themed movie, yeah. which is where King Kong is from. But apparently, it's not mm-hmm. a King Kong film, and it has nothing yep. to do with the 2005 King Kong movie, which is fine because I thought it was crap. Right. But yeah. okay, whatever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. But the best, and then uh, the last yeah, and probably best thing that I saw, The Last of Us. Oh or yeah, there's a Last else. of Us movie, and um, I never played it, but it could be good. Yeah, Maisie Williams is might be Ellie, so or right. Essie. But the Hobbit—that's what you're thinking. The Hobbit, and oh yeah, the Hobbit trio looks so epic. Oh, it looks fantastic, and I feel I feel the same way with this as I do with people watching Game of Thrones because I'm one of those mm. people who has, of course, read The Hobbit, and I know what's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will say this. <laughs> this movie will blow your brains out. It potentially yeah. will be better than the third Lord of the Rings movie if they do it right. <gasps> oh my gosh, don't say things like that. <laughs> it's so good. Nice. I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited. No, we might have to out... review that in one of these episodes. Uh, let us know, actually, if you want us to review it when it eventually comes out, or really any movie, because... It'd be cool to review Guardians of the Galaxies. We might have to do that. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Um, but <laughs> it's time to get on with our Korra episode of the week. Yes, Legend of Korra episode. And there was a nine. lot that happened. A lot that happened in episode nine. There was. I wanted to talk about it so much, but we've been <laughs> holding off so we could do it here. Yes. It. So. It was the like, episode. I hated so many people in this episode. It, yeah, but it was the episode of the season where we finally get backstory answers. Right. Which yeah, was yeah. really, really satisfying. Yeah. So um, satisfying. Answered a lot of questions. 
And I think we should start so, off with the idea the of the Red Lotus. Or Red Lotus, yeah. Okay, we can go into Red Lotus. So the Red Lotus is an organization that claimed to be what the White Lotus was before the Hundred Year War and Aang came right. back, and then the White Lotus essentially became the Avatar's protection. Right. And, and it's not so. It's not so much an anti-White Lotus like you were saying last week, but more of a. Us, um, evolved like a, White Lotus, yeah, at least like, in their minds. Yeah, like a White Lotus Kabbalah. Like a real secret society and not just some secret protectors. Yeah, and apparently Unalak was a member of that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and they wanted to kidnap Korra, not to kill her, but to train her and use her. Right. Well, at least that was the reason. Yeah. Um, Because uh, they wanted to the, the Avatar to keep Gein strong and stronger, but they must have. They, they they learned about the Avatar from what's his face. Yeah, Unalak, um, because it was his brother's Unalak. daughter. Right. They learned about the whole you know Rava thing, and I guess maybe now they're gonna try to do that again, but without the opposite of Rava, I can't remember the name of the other one. Uh, what was her opposite? The evil one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. That's how much we don't I care about the evil one. Just watched it too. Yeah. Vatu. Like, Without yeah, Vatu. Without Vatu, how would you even go about getting Rava out of the Avatar? But I'm guessing know. that's the way they're going. I'm guessing that's what they want to do. They want to, they want Rava to be a part of them, or oh. maybe they're going to stick with the same plan: kill the no, uh, the Avatar no, no, and no, find no. the next one. What do you think? Remember, so hmm. remember how Rava was born in Vatu. Right. Like every 10,000 years, she would be born again and leave, and the struggle would continue. And the reason mm -hmm. why there was. Vatu wasn't able to destroy the world in the 10,000 years between their harmonic convergence was because he was, he was locked away, but he right. still existed there. Mm -hmm. After Jinora pretty. What I'm guessing just killed Vatu, that means that he's going to be growing again in Rava. And Rava but nowhere is near strong enough to not yet. Be I mean, it'll be to... ten thousand years before he can. Right. But Rava now exists within Korra. And I guess so. Yeah. That yeah. may be Zahir's plan, trying to draw him out. Even though he won't be able to do anything, his future lives right would slowly be able to. But the thing is, though, he would he still wouldn't have access to all the um all of the uh. The elements, right? You know, because that elements, was yeah. that was an experience that Juan learned, right? So I wonder how that would happen. Then I guess I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But it could be that, yeah, that makes sense. Because I don't think he'd want Rava, but maybe he thinks he's so justified and in, in in the right that Rava would want to join him willingly. I don't know. And he, you know, they, he've said that before that like his quest is like predestined or divine or something like that so he has right and he became an airbender you know so he mm -hmm. has this spiritual air about him thinking that what he is doing is righteous right and it feels almost a little um crusadish mm -hmm. so which seems to be a theme among the Korra uh villains right they've always they're always really spiritual yeah they're all really good at what they do. Yeah. Really good at manipulating people. Mm hmm And there's no 
that's been it. That's the only villain archetype that's been there, which is kind of interesting right. because you never see Korra going up against just the either the straight out crazy people or mm-hmm. the straight up I'm doing this because I want to. Right. And good luck stopping me sort of people or the massive overlord, you know, the you know, fire lord, you know, there's no yeah. Ozai character. Right, so, right, right. For book 4, which has been confirmed thankfully, I would like mm-hmm. to see that sort of physically, maybe not physically, but at least in presence dominating individual that is more of a tangible object or problem for Korra to overcome rather than well, maybe, something she maybe has we'll to still have trick that. or something. Right. Well, because the whole thing with this is it's seeming like it's turning out to be the same thing as last season. Yeah. So that makes me wonder then. They're not going to have exactly the same thing as last time. So maybe he actually does succeed and we have an anti- uh, Avatar. Ooh, and then forever. But a, like, a, but a beginning anti-Avatar, someone who hasn't come to their power yet. So maybe the next life will be more. Right. Like if the next life is like a Earthbender, he still takes on those aspects of the Airbender from the previous life. So then that would be two bending, oh, and then yeah. so on and so on. So it could be like a reoccurring villain, since you know we're gonna have a growing evil for the next ten thousand years. That would be interesting. And it might not always be a villain, too. Different lives, maybe different ideals. It depends on if the Red Lotus keeps being a thing and keep teaching them. Yeah, but we won't know until the next episodes come out. Right, because, yeah, now they're now she's captured by the Earth Kingdom, which, thankfully, it was the Earth Kingdom. I feel oh. like she can deal with the Earth Kingdom, especially since they don't know she can metal bend, and the whole thing she's strapped to is metal. Yeah. So I, fe- I have a feeling she's going to be able to get out pretty easily. Yeah, I think we're also going to quickly start seeing a reunification of the characters because for a big chunk of this season, we have mm-hmm. two, essentially two groups that have been split up. You right. know, Tenzin and all the airbenders and yeah. all those people at the Northern Air Temple and then right. Korra and Team Avatar out doing their stuff. I think it's, and since Team Avatar has now been broken up, it's going, it sort of signals that everything's going to start to come back together and we're getting right. closer to the red lotus versus End of the super season. team avatar right. mm-hmm. so then okay focusing on this episode then i was wondering um or not wondering but i was thinking oh i already lost it on my mind um when they're um when she's captured no okay i already forgot go on with something else <laughs> <laughs> okay well, I really I had something in my mind and I couldn't think of it and I don't know why. And oh, right. I was as I was watching the episode, I kept thinking there's a lot more spirits floating around than we've seen so far. Yeah. Just doing day-to-day stuff. So I was thinking something's going to happen with the spirit world and it did. That's where they met both of them to talk to each other was in the spirit world. It could be. You know, I just had a thought hmm. that because you know, Zaheer wants to create chaos with the world, right? Because right? he, which really is the natural order, having governments and stuff really isn't natural. So I understand the but thinking. When he was but, making that speech, I mm-hmm. wanted to like go into the screen and talk to yeah. and debate him about this because 
right before the avatar correct there were no nation states and there was mm-hmm. no divide between the spirit world and the corporeal world right humans were still living together in organized cities but that was more protection though not necessarily them forming cities because they wanted to right but that was because goes, they had no other choice and the it turtles goes were against protected. the idea that anarchy is the natural way of things Right, at least in this world. Right, yeah, yeah. We're we're not even gonna touch this world. Right, because we don't know what happened. Like we don't know their history, how the the humans and their world came about. Like we don't know any of that. They could have been spirits originally themselves and just kind of yeah, exactly. gained like bodies, corporeal bodies or whatever. Or they could be, you know, some sort of hybrid between spirit and animal. Right. So all that aside, though, we'll go ahead and talk about the actual episode a little bit more. So what pretty much happens is um they go after the 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 Zaheer. No, right? Zaheer? Yep. Yeah, they go after Zaheer. I'm getting the names right today. <laughs> they go after Zaheer. They find him in a town. They're staking him out and stuff. That's why the episode's called Stakeout or something. Or what was it called? Stakeout, right? I don't know. Episode It was called nine. something like that. It was called yeah. Episode 9. <laughs> called Episode 9. So, you know, they're staking him out. They're watching him. They, you know, they're waiting for him to make his move so they can follow him and learn more about the group. But they find out he went into the spirit world. Which I guess makes kind of sense that he can do that, yep. but not really. But anyway, he is older, so he's had plenty his whole lifetime to figure out how to do it. So you know, they, he's in the spirit world. She follows him in. He is somehow able to control his body while in the spirit world, and is able to tell his team where they are, where the avatar team is. And you know, they they go after her, and they have to protect the avatar and. Fighting ensues. The water arm lady and the lava bender are the ones that show up and have to fight, and they kind of kick uh, some ass a little bit. And um, but they didn't get the avatar. No, but they got so, Mako and Bolin. Yeah, but I feel like those two could probably escape pretty easily. Otherwise, Maybe. you know, I guess I guess we'll see probably an episode or two of them being in jail, which we've seen jail episodes before. Yeah, totally. We've seen plenty of and jail episodes before is, in Avatar. This is also an opportunity for Bolin to observe the lava bender and then maybe learn right. from Right, maybe learn from. Yeah, that yeah. brings back about the whole lava bending thing, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. it should be interesting to see what ends up happening. I'm very curious to see how, how fast it takes the Avatar to get out of the earth bending and if the whole Earth Kingdom thing gets, you know, out uh, of settled hand. or out of hand, either way. Yeah. You know, will the Earth Queen get knocked out of power? Like, what? you know, what's happening? What's going on? We only got four, maybe four episodes left. So Yeah, something like that. Yeah, everything has to be coming soon. Unless they're going to spill over into the fourth season. They might be. I so, mean, Avatar, the whole story took place over three seasons, and they might not be. Right. They, and, you know, we know that Merch Studios isn't afraid to do it. So Right. So it might be they're trying to do a whole story over two seasons instead of each season. Yeah, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. The end of this yeah. season and Zaheer becomes the dark avatar and then yeah. spend another season, you know, hunting him down and fighting him, trying to, you know, defeat right. him and all that stuff. Or it could be just he almost looked like he was persuade, persuading her a little bit. Which again, what he was saying makes sense in, you know, thinking theoretically. It makes sense. Yeah. But when thinking practically, it doesn't make as much sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was Legend of Korra Episode 9, and next week we'll be watching Episode 10. Um, yeah, so that was that was pretty much it. it. 
this episode we decided to go for an hour instead of our normal around 30 40 minutes yeah or so we're trying to we're trying to go for an hour every time now make it a little bit longer for you guys see or around an hour trying to yeah see it also frees us up from having to not talk about something that we want to talk about right get involved allows us to get about. like what we did with core allows us to get into it a lot more yeah and and it gets into it, especially like the main topic too. We got into a lot of that stuff, so this is, you know, hopefully will be better hour long episodes each week, and um, so yeah, look forward to that. Yeah, if you have any suggestions for this show, please feel free to go to our right. website avalonpending.com, register for the forum, and leave us a note and tell us how mm-hmm. much we suck or how much we <laughs> don't suck or something else, you know. Yep, and we'll try to, you know, again with like the the um, movie, uh, Galerians of the Galaxy. Uh, hopefully we can both see that in the next couple weeks and maybe do a little review on it because it's supposed to be a really good movie. So yeah. Also, if you yeah. have a game that you would like to like us to review right. in our Game of the Week, go to avalonpending.com, register mm-hmm. for the forums, drop us a note, and mention which game you want us to play. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Arc Age this week. That was going to be obvious. We knew the beta was coming up and we got some keys. So yeah. we knew that one was happening, but now we got to look for another one. So we get any suggestions before we pick then we'll play that but we need to be able to pick it at least by wednesday so yeah but yeah we'll we'll, we'll pick our next game and you know we'll, uh we'll show it to you and we do also have a video of arc age we did we say that did we, uh, that? we that streamed arc age we streamed it and we also no we didn't do actually any video no, of arc age did we, we? but we do have a stream it. Because and we'll probably be streaming some more the next uh beta that comes around probably if we so, get, if we get keys we'll probably be doing that yeah, for sure. But, um, and if we end up playing it for real, we'll be streaming it more often as well. So. Yes, definitely. But be sure to go check out all the other videos on our channel. We have Minecraft. We have Pokemon MMO. We have Robocraft. Oh, yeah. We have Left 4 Dead. Go out check all it all out. Stuff. So, yeah, that should be about it. And um, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, follow us on Twitter. Thanks for uh, listening. And uh, we'll be back next, uh, next Monday with uh, more content. So I'm Steven. And I'm Brian. Thanks for watching.